This podcast episode is brought to you by Coors Light. These days, everything is go, go, go. It's nonstop hustle all the time. Work, friends, family expect you to be on 24-7. Well, sometimes you just need to reach for a Coors Light because it's made to chill. Coors Light is cold lagered, cold filtered, and cold packaged. It's as crisp and refreshing as the Colorado Rockies. It is literally made to chill. Coors Light is the one I choose when I need to unwind. So when you want to hit reset, reach for the beer that's made to chill. Get Coors Light in the new look delivered straight to your door with Drizzly or Instacart. Celebrate responsibly. Coors Brewing Company, Golden, Colorado. Support for this podcast comes from U.S. Bank. When it's time for a new credit card, the best ones do way more than just buy stuff. And that's why U.S. Bank offers credit cards that make every day more rewarding. Earn cash back. Score points when you shop, dine out, travel, or binge watch. Or get a low intro APR. U.S. Bank credit cards were designed to fit your lifestyle. So make every day more rewarding. And check out usbank.com slash credit card. U.S. Bank credit cards are issued by U.S. Bank National Association N.D. Some restrictions may apply. Member FDIC. Welcome to the East Coast Offense Podcast. This is Chris Liss, your host. And as usual, I am joined by my co-host, Dalton Del Don of Yahoo Sports. And, uh... What's going on, Dalton? Um, not too much. I have a few. I actually have a lot of NBA things to throw at you right off the bat, if that's cool. Sure. I don't. I haven't watched any, but I'm happy to make uh, totally mindless hot takes, like I usually do. Exactly. Okay. All right. So, do you have? Do you have a take? Jordan sucks, by the way. Yeah. Right. <laughs> yeah. Yeah. So, uh, for our fellow listeners, we'll, we'll get that reference. But do you have a take on the Kawhi Zaza incident? Um, I didn't even see a replay. I saw somebody show footage of Bruce Bowen like closing out and landing on somebody and injuring them like 10 years ago with Popovich as the coach. And so right, it was sort of right, like, right. okay. I mean, I doubt anybody would go to try to intentionally hurt a player, of, especially of his stature, of Kawhi's stature. I don't think – I mean, I think it was probably an accident. But I, mean, I actually didn't see the play, so. Okay, well, I guess you can't have that much of a hot take then. But I don't know. To me, it just seems like center. I mean, I'm a homer, obviously, but centers closing out on all these three-point shooters is a new thing. And I guess Zaza is considered dirty in other areas. But, man, man, it just seems weird to me stepping under him for that. Um, Okay, uh, again, this is speed round. So um, what is your take on James Harden as the MVP after his playoff performance in which Houston lost a game by 39 points at home without the aforementioned Kawhi and Tony Parker? Yeah, I mean, it's a regular season award, so it doesn't really matter, right? I mean, they vote before you even see that, but are you saying yeah. like, he, he no longer deserves it because he's a terrible person because of how he sort of gave up in, in game seven or whatever? Well, that's what I'm asking you. What, what, what is your opinion on that? Oh, that, I mean, yeah, I think that, unless you want to make the MVP include the playoffs, which you could, right? You could just give it at the end of the year, but then you'd never have an MVP that wasn't on the winning team unless it was just like Torello and should have been MVP of that Super Bowl the Eagles lost. But, you know, I mean, like it's so rare that you wouldn't have the MVP on the winning team. So it would be like Draymond, Steph Curry, or LeBron every year. Right. Okay. All right. So you're saying, obviously, it's a regular season award. I mean, what, and, what are you going to do? You know, I mean... It's like, should O.J. Simpson be out of the Hall of Fame because he killed a bunch of people? You know, it's like he's already in. What do you do? Harden already – I know that's not exactly apples to apples, but, um, but I, no, I like it. pretty similar. No, that's a kind of exactly – It's kind of like he's already in the Hall of Fame, so then he goes out and murders some people. It's like Pete Rose, poor Pete Rose. All he did was bet on baseball. All he did was bet on his own team and probably bet on the other team for all we know. Oh, but we know he bet on his own team and probably like managed in a certain way so that like 
he tried to win a game at the expense of future games. Uh, he can't get in. But once you're in, you go murder a bunch of people. No big deal. You're in. They can't kick you out. They can't take that away from you. Okay. No, I actually agree with that. Uh, not not necessarily the murder aspect, but the the hardened MVP aspect. Um, so I'll throw some stats. Do you think you people should be kicked out of the Hall of Fame if they commit murder after being inducted? No, because it, no, I don't. What about somebody I, who's not in the Hall of Fame commits murder? Should he be inducted just because he committed the murder? Because of that? Yeah. Like just to give him props? Yeah. <laughs> yeah. That, yeah that's he's a real. He's a real that man. He doesn't take shit from other people. Yeah, that is a hot take, which in which I kind of like. Um, That's a hot take. If you don't take, sh- if you murder people, that means you don't take shit. Yeah. All right. Okay. So a couple other stats I'm gonna throw at you. So the Warriors are the fifth team ever to start the playoffs ten and zero, and the Cavs are one win away from the longest playoff winning streak. I don't really want to go into that too much because that includes three straight three wins. games at the end of last year, right? Yeah. Right. And the Celtics are the first team ever to be in the playoffs and win the lottery. Like, that's kind of crazy, right, right? That is crazy. Yeah. And having said that, the Cavs are, were minus 700 in this series against Boston. Well, before, I mean, before game one, they were minus 700? Yes. Yes. So now they're like minus yes. 1,000 probably, right? But that's still absurd, though. I mean, they're on the road. I mean, that's uh, – I'm the biggest coward. I know you like to call me a coward, but I really am, and – I know I bring this up a lot, but I, I bet on the Cavs to win the East before the playoffs, and boy, I should have went way more, How way ahead. Don't worry about it. But no, I, no, I'm worried about it, and I think our listeners are very worried about this issue. Okay, all right, okay. Um, it was like minus 220, and I bet $600. So you're going to win, what, like 250 or something? Well, yeah, well, a very insignificant amount. Uh, it, it right. should, How I, much... How much should you I should. Bet? If like, I were to go back, I, yeah. would, I would say five. Me and a friend did it w- through someone in, in Las Vegas, and I said we should have we should have bet five thousand. Five thousand, and then you would have won like two grand, two and a half grand, two two grand and change. But it's just it was just such a sure thing. I mean, the thing but, is, but if you bet five grand, then LeBron twists his ankle. Okay, who's the know. most durable player in the history of sports? I mean, he's one of them. He's absolutely one of them. So uh, here's another stat. LeBron uh, has a win in an NBA record 29 straight road series playoff games. I mean, series. That's that's. Yeah, but I mean, so much of that was just, you know, the East, just crappy teams in the East. Right. Well, of course. No, but that's but okay. Well, yes. So so you can discredit him in that fashion, but also. Call me a coward again in my bet because it's just the East is a joke. I mean, right. he, of course they're going to win. I mean, what what would you give the odds in the Cavs? I think maybe I've asked you this, but if LeBron was out for 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 this series, what do you think the odds would still would would, would become? Well, they're they're up one zero right in Boston, so it would be like they might still be 50, slightly 50, favored. Fifty fifty. Yeah. Or but now that they're up one zero with the win in Boston, they might be slightly favored. Right. So that's why, ugh, man, me and my friend are just killing ourselves. We should have went big time on that. All right. Uh, my next question is, uh, what is your opinion on, I don't, I don't really know at what kind of take you could have on this, but uh, Tom Brady and uh, Giselle saying he suffered multiple concussions. Oh, I didn't even see that. I didn't even hear about that. What she, she said he had? Yeah, she came out and said he played through concussion issues last year, and he was never once uh, on the injury report listed as such. 
she said it. He didn't confirm it. She just came out with that, you know, unilaterally. Yep. Yep. I mean, I believe it. I'm in the NFL. They mostly you just play through it, and there's this new rule in place, but nobody, nobody really cares. They do it if it's obvious. If if like it's on TV and you're kind of woozy, they're gonna sit you down and do the protocol. But if if nobody notices and Brady just kind of grits through it, he does seem kind of robotic lately when he's interviewed. Maybe maybe he has some brain damage or something. Would you let your um, hypothetical son play football? You know, I love playing football. When I was a kid, I didn't play like tackle football with pads, but I love just playing football. And if I had not grown up in New York City, I definitely would have played. Somebody actually, my high school football team, someone died in the '70s playing, and so they they scrapped the team, unfortunately. Otherwise, I would have played. I don't know about let is probably. I mean, I, I would be fine with him playing football. You know, throwing the ball in the park with his friends, and then like you know, when you get to be like ten or twelve, having done that a lot, if he wants to play with pads, I would try to discourage it. I don't know. I'd have to think about it. No, I, I'm curious too. No, I mean very. I mean, if, I wouldn't want my kid to be like a serious player, but if it was just sort of like high school, you know, what I right. say no. I don't know. I'd have to think about it. I'm not sure. Gotcha. Okay. Our weekly update on the Yahoo Friends and Family League uh, looks like it's neck and neck. I I apparently gained five and a half points on the first place, uh, Fred Zinke, uh, last night. And uh, yeah, you and I are in second and third within two points of each other. It's pretty uh pretty intense battle in which we should continue to update throughout the uh, throughout the season. Yeah, I, I think you're sort of mistaken though about how close it is because I want to look at who has more innings pitched. Innings pitched, yeah. Because I think like my total. So you have right now the most innings pitched, three eighty eight. Okay, and I only have three hundred three innings pitched. So it says that you're ahead of me in strikeouts, and it says that that you're three wins ahead of me, but you are not three wins ahead of me. You have more than a strikeout in innings, so you, you may maintain the strikeout lead. You might, but you will not maintain the winning lead. In fact, like you're way behind me in wins, and you're way behind a lot of people in wins. You just have so many innings, and we're all going to get to that innings cap at the end of the year. But Chris Sale himself might, uh, might, might be the difference maker. The fact but, yeah. that you're only two points ahead despite 75 more innings than me or 85 more innings than me, and you have Chris Sale, it's over for you. Nah, that's your opinion. I'll, we'll, you we'll what, I'll take $150 right now and buy out and let you out the <laughs> No, 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 no. I wouldn't do that just out of principle. Come on. Come on. Um, so you want the NFBC update? I'm in second. I was in first again. I was, I've was. i been going between first and fourth. Second overall. Second overall, yeah. Wow. Wow. And what is the uh, – what's the outlook? It's good. You know, I, I – you know, Britain is my – first closer and he's on the DL for at least another month and so I have Jim Johnson and Brandon Maurer and Maurer's on the ropes and I knew that and the fab pickups crazy good strikeout to walk ratio I know. it's really bizarre I, they better not get remove him from the, well, his closer that would be ridiculous but he's, he's given up nine earned runs in his last three outings which is killing me because I'm like first every one of my pitchers is killing it like my pitchers in that league are ridiculous I'm I was first in ERA and I was second in whip and first in ERA over 480 teams okay heading into I probably still am because he only gave up two runs this last time that was including when Maurer gave up seven earned runs and so he gave up two more and so the I, I'm a little worried about saves because Jim Johnson is my only real closer and Britain is hurt and then I got Maurer so Addison Reed was available in the league, and I bid 409. He went for 434, but I only had 685 dollars wow. left. And I was gonna—I knew it was gonna take around that. I, you know, I was close. I was second, but I knew if I went to like 450 or, or a little bit more, I would get him, or I thought I would. 
but I didn't really want to get him. Like 409 was at the point where I was like, I kind of hope I get him and I kind of hope I don't get him because then I have like 200 bucks left and I've got the whole year. You know, guys are going to get hurt like crazy this year. You know, so many DL guys, you need to, you need that money. So I was sort of like, what do I do? So what I did instead was I bid on uh, Brad Hand for 19. So I have him. So basically, if Maurer loses the job, I'm hoping it looks like Hand is the next guy. So I've, I've been, you know, it, it, when, you're in, when you're in the running for a $125,000 grand prize, you think very hard about all these moves. Like if my first instinct was like, just get the closer, just lock down the saves, make sure you get Addison Reed. But my second thought was, no, I'm not dead in saves. If I, you know, I mean, if Maurer loses the job, I still have one. Britain's coming back. I can fab other guys. You know, I mean, it's just sort of like, how do I, how do, I do this in a way that kind of protects me but doesn't blow my whole budget. Yeah, so I'm in a Rotowire, uh, yes, yes, Rotowire Online Championship League, and I, I, I bid uh, $485 on Addison Reed. Yeah, I, I mean, in the 12 team, it's a little, I would be more inclined to do it because a couple bucks here and there can get you a player um, that's a full-time guy, right? So it's like in the 15, if you get a couple of injuries and you've got a zero in your outfield, you've got to get a full-time outfielder. And whoever that guy is that week who's viable, who's decent, is going to cost 40 bucks, 30 bucks in the 15. Whereas in the 12, there's all kinds of full-time guys for a buck or two. Right. So yep. you just need exactly. less fab yep. left over to manage in the, in the last couple months of the year. Whereas I think in the 15, you, it's a little bit more dire to make sure you got your spots covered. Sure, that makes sense. That, and that was partially my strategy. The the runner up was two twenty seven, right. so that makes you feel dumb a little bit, you know. But I mean, Jose Barrios went for three hundred three, right? <laughs> yeah. I mean, you know, I, I mean, I think Reed is, could could be a top, you know, whatever five ish closer from sure. here on out. Sure. So, I mean, so the twelve that, is that, all about getting the difference makers, and if you get a top five or top eight closer, that's a difference maker. You know, there's not that many guys that come up in the mixed league that are, you know, real difference makers the whole way. Yep, that that was my theory. Um, all right, so you want to talk a little uh, football because um, I um, I was in a fantasy pros, the uh, inaugural uh, invitational keeper league that has actually a decent amount of uh, people in the industry in it, and um, I, I just want your general theory. I don't care about your opinion about my team. It's terrible. So I had the tenth pick, and there's a super flex, and it's like really deep, like kind of like the Stopa League with five starting uh, receivers and, and four, a bunch of flexes, blah blah blah. But here's what I ended up with, and I just want your general opinion as far as uh, a keeper football league. I took Marcus Mariota with the tenth overall pick, by the way, but, but that so so that makes this even look crazier. Here are my four running backs, okay? Leonard Fournette, Jay Ajayi. LaShawn McCoy and DeMarco Murray. How, how does that possibly happen? Because it's a keeper league and nobody wants running backs. They figure these guys are going to be done in like a year and a half. Right, but why not play for now? Why not win now? Right, I agree. I agree. I mean, I think that's good. It's weird. I guess since it's a, a QB flex, that's why Mariota. That, that's kind of crazy, but I hear you because QBs also, you could have him for 10 years, right? He could be a star for 10 years in a QB flex. (laughs) And I have have Roethlisberger and Greg Olson. Right. And then your receivers are terrible. I take it. Probably. Yeah. Yeah. I don't really do a lot of NFL keeper leagues, but I imagine the receivers and QBs go up in value, especially the QBs because those are the guys who really have careers. Although Mariota just gets hurt so much, but yeah, 
I can see it. I mean, he could be very good. They just drafted a uh, receiver in the first round, and they're, yep, yep. they're a little bit more loaded. They're a run-first team, but you also have Murray, too, so you're really all in on that Titans offense. Yeah, I mean, seriously, though. I mean, where on your rankings are a Jaihe, Fournette, uh, McCoy, and DeMarco Murray? I mean, I, I would assume all well, especially the first two. I mean, the first two in a keeper league, they could have three, four good years. I mean, you, you could be set for several years at the position. But then again, I mean, by next year, they could be toast also. That's the thing about running backs. Yeah, you could say the same thing about the young guys. They could be toast. So, I mean, I mean, Zay Jones went over Brandon. I, I got, Once again, I drafted your boy Brandon Marshall. You give me a hard time about. Zay Jones went over him. Derek Henry, whom I like, was taken ahead of DeMarco Murray. I guess it makes sense in a dynasty. I guess. I guess. I don't know, though. You know, it's like Derek Henry. He's a second-round pick. He looked pretty good when he got the chance last year, but... I mean, remember how good Jeremy Hill looked as a rookie? Like, these guys... Yeah, right, I mean, right. You know, running backs, unless you establish yourself as peak Jamal Charles, peak LaShawn McCoy, peak Adrian Peterson, how many of these guys, you know, have long-term staying power? Even guys who were buzzy at the time, guys that people thought were going to be good. I mean, look at, like, Carlos Hyde. Like, he's probably still going to keep his job this year, and he could be really good, but all these buzzy guys... Oh, come at 50-50, le- he loses his job. You think it's that high? It's yes. If uh, I'm, I mean, I'm obviously, I'm obviously a Niners guy, so I'm paying attention. It's fifty-fifty. Okay. So, even... so think about it. Like all these guys come in the league and they get buzzed, you know, and they get hyped up. You know, look at C.J. Anderson, how good he looked for a while. Yeah. He's been hurt, and like everybody's on the ropes among running backs, unless you're one of those four or five guys. You know, you're you're always sort of on the ropes. Yeah. No, that's what I'm. If saying. Gurley has one more bad year. You know, let's say Gurley gets 3.8 yards per carry this year. I mean, wh- you know, what's his outlook in 2018? Right. Anyway, I, I yeah, I whatever. Anything can happen. But I just thought it was funny that I'm in a uh, – it's a a league in which I took a quarterback in the first round. I ended up with Leonard Fournette, Ajayi, LaShawn McCoy, and Murray. Yes, yep. a couple of those could be done uh, very soon. But m- my goodness, that that was my, my theory there. So – um. I think we should c- conclude here with what the hell is going on with Donald Trump and this Russia stuff. I mean, like, like, I don't think there's anything really going on with the Russia stuff. I just think he's an idiot. It's as if the Kardashians were running, and I mean, this literally, we're running the country. You would just have all these random dramas that have really nothing to do with the job. Like, there'd, there'd be stuff that just makes no sense. Like, I, I think, and I read something, this may or may not be true, so I don't want to say that this is definitely true, that Kushner thought Comey was looking into his financial dealings and recommended to Trump that he fire Comey and gave him the advice to do so. Yes. Trump is now pissed at Kushner for that bad advice because neither of them had any idea how the, how it would fall out and shake out. Right. Like obviously Trump regrets firing Comey now. It it was just like one of these things where he just thought he could do it. He he doesn't know what he's doing. It's like, it's like a, a regular politician, even a shitty one like Hillary Clinton, would know you can't fire the FBI director because what's going to happen if you do? I just don't think he realizes like what's going to happen. So he just impulsively does this. He's like, I'm the boss. I can fire this dude. And then all these crazy people, these Democrats, are like, oh, this just proves even more the Russia, the Russia, the Russia. I really think this whole Russia conspiracy thing that they helped him win is uh, mostly the Clinton faction to explain how you could lose to this total moron, to this guy who just doesn't even take it seriously. He's, if Trump loses the job, it's because he's just not doing the job. 
He just doesn't, he's just not up to the job. Would you hire Trump to like write profiles? Let's say Trump were the same person, but he had no money, needed a job. And, and you were like, okay, I'm going to hire him to do this task for Yahoo. I'll, I'll, I'll delegate this to him. Like, of course you wouldn't. He, he doesn't know what, he can't do a job. He's not capable of like doing a serious job, right? Like of focusing and like re- researching and like being like, you know, rigorous about it. There's no way he could do it. So I just think you just have like the Kardashians running the show and the idiots who lost the Kardashians are really, really invested in making it seem like there was some fraud or cheat that made that happen. But the reality is, no, it's just how horrible you were and incompetent you lost to this idiot. And this so you're idiot- just told, totally not buying the, you're calling it propaganda basically. Yeah. I, I mean, I think that like, his people might have had some business ties or dealings with them. The the extent that like Trump was coordinating to win the election, zero. I don't buy that at all. I mean, maybe some evidence will come out and I'll be proven wrong, but I'd be shocked. And and Trump obviously is not capable. He shouldn't be in this job. Like he's not capable of doing this job. But man, yeah. my wife me my wife has me convinced that he's going to be impeached. I think it's possible, but the the, the problem here that that liberals don't realize is that Trump is still very popular among his voter base. The people who are like, fuck all you globalist neoliberal douchebags who have left us in a state of shit. Like so many people are not doing well and the sort of neoliberal paradigm has not helped them. And those people who voted for Trump, even though that was a terrible choice on their part because he's not going to help them either. I think for them to have their vote elect somebody and then to have sort of a coup by the media and the people saying Russia, this, that, when really nothing, it's not like Trump, it's not like anything's happened, right? Like, oh, just say that, well, there was some campaign person who met with this person. To a regular person, none of that stuff means anything. There's nothing really, there's no real thing that happened. And so I feel like the reason why it's going to be hard to impeach him is it is a Republican Congress, Republican Senate, Republican House. And those Republicans, if they vote to impeach him, which they would need to impeach him, will be run out of office. They will be done because the base would see them as traitors because they have now joined in sort of the neoliberal and media elite Trump bashing and basically subverted their Democratic vote um, with their personal preference, which it kind of would be. Like it would let the Republicans, if Pence were president, all the Wall Street stuff would go through, health care, all that shit. They'd get everything they wanted. Right, right. So you're saying if you had to bet, you're saying still no. Um, yeah, I think he, he may, there may be some other stuff that goes down. Like he just clearly is unfit for the job. Like he just cannot do this job. So I don't know about impeached in that way, but he may be forced to step down by some means. I mean, it's just, it's painfully obvious that he, everyone knew he couldn't do the job, but people kind of hoped, well, maybe when he sees the gravity of it, like he'll, you know, he'll get more serious, but he just... He's just not up to it, man. It's just, you know, he's no more up to this job than he would be, as I said, writing the the player blurbs for the Rotowire magazine. He just wouldn't be up to it. He just wouldn't do a good job. It, this is this is no different. Right. Well, you, you would give anyone that job. Uh, you gave it to I've me. Given, when I would give any more on that job, yes. All right. We have like two minutes left. Uh, were you a Chris Cornell fan? Uh, I liked Soundgarden and that other band. I forget what it was called, but I, I liked them a little Audio bit. Audio Slave. Temple of the Dog. Temple of the good... Dog. That was the one I liked. Yeah. I, I liked that yeah. album. But, you know, I wasn't like a huge fan. I mean, it's sad that he died at age 52. 
But what about Roger Ailes? I know you were very sad when he died. I know you were very yeah, sad. Yeah, yeah. I saw that the, the and the, that was actually featured on CNN was was Roger Ailes. Uh, I'm actually not that familiar with him to be uh, he was, honest. He was he was a <laughs> bad I, dude. Well, he, you know, he went out I he went out with the sexual messages. harassment stuff, but he he built the Fox News empire. He was he was like the driving force behind it. Okay. Well, I was I woke up to text messages from multiple people about Chris Cornell, and I, I actually really liked Soundgarden. So it's funny that they that the yeah that you bring up the the other person who yeah. died today. But R- but yeah. R.I.P. Chris Cornell. R.I.H. Roger Ailes. <laughs> <laughs> you know they say R.I.P. We R.I. No one ever says R.I.H. R.I.H. Right. I I get it. That's that's funny. That's funny, Liz. You're a clever guy. Yeah. Funny stuff. All right, man. Good, right. good, good. On that note, R.I.H. Dalton. R.I.H. Man. All right. Yeah. All right, man.